welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's nothing like Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Ah, amen. Something about the day of Pentecost. They were all in one mind and one accord. Hallelujah. Their prayer to them clothed in tongues like as a fire. I sat upon each of them. Amen. Nothing like the Lord. Nothing like the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. You might say, Pastor, what are you doing? I don't really know what I'm doing right now. I, I do know the font size that I had is no more. So, so I'm, I'm sitting there kind of doing the magic. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Today we celebrate Pentecost. Actually, it's something we should be celebrating every day of the year. Not just on Pentecost Sunday. Thank God. God wants to fill somebody with His Spirit any day. This morning we baptized somebody in the name of Jesus. We're happy for that. And really, honestly, if everybody would understand that He is, you know, we say at Christmas time, He is the reason for the season. And uh, we all believe that. But really, He's the reason for our life. And if we could just understand that no matter what we're going through, we have a God that is able to minister to us and meet our needs. Hallelujah. Every day of the year. Every day of the year. In Genesis, the sixth chapter tonight, and I'm going to work my way through to what our hope is, where our hope lies, and it does lie in Jesus Christ. Amen. And let me say again, He is, he is the reason for not just the season, but all of the seasons of our lives. Praise God. Amen. One of these days, I'm just going to pick up my granddaughter and preach with her. I think sometimes she preaches louder than I do. And I, you know, I always tell people I'm deaf. I'm not deaf, but I'm hard of hearing. And so I always look at it this way. If, if I can hear her, then if somebody's got perfect hearing, then man, that's it. You, you talk in tongues back there. That's good. She's doing that right now. That's right. That's Pappy's little girl. Now you get, you get uh, Jamie going and we're all going to be in trouble. He's, he's around here hiding somewhere. Oh, there he is back here. Okay. Hallelujah. They're gonna, I'm telling you, they're going to be worshipers. Amen. Amen. The rest of these kids we've got around here, they're going to be worshipers. But as I was looking at Genesis, the sixth chapter, I want to read to you verses 1 through 13. And uh, it talks about the wickedness of mankind. And how that God got to a place to where he said, this is it. You know, the Bible says he, he repented that he made man. It wasn't the fact that he was, you know, repenting, repenting like we would think repentance. But, but yet he was basically speaking about a man. Not, not that God made a mistake, but that uh, his dealings uh, with men. But rather it indicates a, a change in divine direction. Amen. When man fell, they started a path to a, on another direction. 
I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God kind of worked his way through that and said, you know what, I'm going to make a way to where they can change their direction and find their way back to me. So follow me tonight as we uh, move into the scripture. It came to pass, amen, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive or abide with man for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be, be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children of them, or to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And verse 5, it says, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination, every, every intent, or every thought, every thought of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Amen. Literally all his day. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth. I am sorry that I have made them. Amen. I'm so glad the scripture didn't stop there. I'm glad there is a verse 8 as far as we know it to be a verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Everybody say that with me. But Noah found grace in the eyes. How many is glad that he found grace? He goes on verse 9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. He was perfect. He was blameless. In his generations, and Noah walked with God. Sounds familiar. There's another guy by the name of Enoch that walked with God. Hallelujah. He walked with God. Was not for God took him. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth. And the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Everybody say violence. Sound familiar? And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all the flesh was corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God said it's come up before me. He spoke it now a few times. Talked about the violence. I don't know about you, and I don't know if you're keeping up on anything. I'm trying to check out the best I can, but it just seems like you can't block this out. They're always talking about the violence that's happening, not just in our country, but around the world. Things that you scratch your head, you wonder, why do people do the things they do? Why do they do that? Well, I'll tell you why. It's all, it all goes back from the, to the day when Adam fell in the Garden of Eden. When sin entered into the world, it changed the dynamics. Amen. The earth even groans. Amen. Man just kind of has, has kind of falling away from any kind of grace or any kind of mercy. They just kind of go their own way and do their own thing. And now violence fills the earth as, as well as many other things. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this tonight. And I am going to wind our way to hope. Right? Amen. But I want us to understand that we're living in a day and time once again when God is about ready to come for his church. Lord God, we thank you once again for this time, this moment. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the songs. Thank you for those that have led our service. We thank you, Lord, for the hearts of those that are here tonight that are open, their ears that are open to hear what you would speak into them. So move in us, I pray, God, tonight, amen, as you have done today, amen, that you will be glorified, you will be magnified, your name will be lifted up, amen. And we believe, God, that you're going to do something great in our midst once again this evening. In Jesus' wonderful name, put your hands together once again unto the Lord. You may be seated. A little while ago, February 26, how many knows what day that is? That's right, it's my birthday. February 26, 2004, something catastrophic happened in our world. An earthquake that they called a megathrust, a magnitude of 
9.1 to 9.3 took place and, and 19 miles deep in the Indian Ocean. Earthquake so strong that it cracked the ocean floor and created a tidal wave that they say was at least three stories tall. They estimate somewhere between 50 to 100 feet and as, as much as 167 feet high. It was a max intensity volcano which really is listed as a violent, violent earthquake. And, and, and when you see the havoc that it wreaked on hundreds of cities and villages along the coastline, and when they got done counting, if uh, the, the number that I have is correct, there was 227,898 people that lost their lives in that earthquake and the subsequent tsunami or the tidal wave. The world was shocked at the terrible devastation. But if you and I can believe it tonight, this will pale in comparison uh, to another event that will take place uh, that will once again shock our world to its very core. Amen. It won't just be 227,898 or even a, a million uh, people that will uh, be uh, missing. Uh, but millions will literally disappear in a single instant of time. Amen. But until that millisecond of time, it's going to just be uh, another day like any other day. It's going to be just like today was. Uh, we left church. We went out to eat. We went home. Uh, some took a nap. Uh, amen. But then we got up and we got ready uh, and we come back to the house of God. Not thinking that anything uh, catastrophic could take place. Uh, not thinking that the rapture of the church could take place. Uh, amen. Not thinking that God, amen, could come back for us. Uh, amen. Just in a moment of time but when we look uh, from that instance in the sixth chapter of the book of Genesis uh, and we come all the way down through uh, the quarters of time uh, and we find our place uh, amen around Jesus uh, and once again we hear Jesus uh, recording uh, that moment uh, in time uh, when he said as it were in the days of Noah amen so shall it also uh, be in the coming of the son of man uh, for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating uh, Amen. They were drinking. Uh, they were marrying. Uh, they were given in marriage uh, until the day that Noah entered uh, the ark uh, and knew not until the flood came uh, and took them all away. He said, so shall it be, uh, amen, when he comes. Uh, amen. So shall it be. Uh, then two shall be in the field. Uh, the one will be taken and the other left. Uh, two women grinding at the meal. The one will be taken and the other left. Uh, but then he says, watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord cometh. Amen. Let me tell you once again, back in Genesis he said, the wickedness the violence has come up before me. I'm repenting that I made man. Amen. But I found one man that found grace in my sight. A man by the name of Noah. And God fulfilled, uh, amen, that judgment, uh, amen. But Noah, his sons, uh, all their wives, uh, and the animals that God designated uh, to come into the ark, uh, they were saved uh, and they, their lives were spared uh, to start this thing all over again. Uh, let me stop and tell you something tonight, uh, amen. The world once again uh, is corrupt. Uh, the world once again is wicked. Uh, the world once again is full of violence. Uh, and don't think for one moment uh, that the judgments of God will be stayed. Don't think that they will be held back. Don't think that they're going to be that they're going to be void and never come to pass. I'm here to tell you tonight that that's why we have Pentecost Sunday. That's why we have the hope in him. That's why he said for Noah, I want you to build an ark for those that I'm going to save. And that's why now we have a church. Amen. For those that want to be saved and make it out of this world and not come to the judgment time. Oh, clap your hands and praise him tonight. The devastation caused, amen, back in 2004 by that earthquake, that tsunami, amen, it was called a disaster of biblical proportions. Amen. Did God cause it? No. Amen. We caused it. And I'm not talking about global climate change and all that kind of stuff. Amen. I'm going to let them deal with all that stuff. Amen. But if they would all understand what we're under right now, we are under the curse of sin. 
Amen. God didn't cause it. Man caused it. And man ain't going to fix it. Amen. They're going to have to find themselves at the foot of the cross. If they want to fix this problem, they need to let God back in our schools. They need to let God back in our government. They need to let God back in our homes. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Because of that one incident in the Garden of Eden, it plunged mankind, amen, in, uh, uh, and the earth under curse. In Romans 8, chapter verses 22 to 23, we know that the whole creation, it groaneth, it travaileth in pain, amen, together unto now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even uh, we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption uh, of our body. Amen. I'm here to tell you, we had a memorial service yesterday. I can't tell you how many funerals I've done in 40 years. I can't tell you how many celebrations of life we had, I've had in 40 years. But I'm here to tell you, each and every one of them, amen, I wanted to let people know that there is hope. There is a God that loves them. Amen. Repentance can be found come on somebody say hallelujah hey man we got to realize today that sin not only caused the problems that are plaguing our world but also the problems that are plaguing our lives but worse than that sin what is sin it is a separator between you and God and it makes us unfit for the place amen that he has prepared for his people the only way you can find heaven as your home is getting right with God you got to have salvation. You got to repent. You got to be filled with His Spirit. Amen. Because sin will prevent us from being included in that next great number, that big event that's not maybe on our calendar, but it's on God's calendar. And that is the rapture of the church, the catching away of the body of Christ. Come on. Sin's going to be judged. I said, sin's going to be judged. People don't want to hear about that today. They don't want, they don't want to talk about that, Brother, Brother Tyler. They don't want to talk about sin. Sin just makes them feel uncomfortable. I'm telling you what makes you uncomfortable. Sin won't make you uncomfortable. But with sin and getting into the presence of God, that's what makes you feel uncomfortable. Amen. I've had people tell me, I want to come to church, Pastor. I want to be there, but I need to get some things right in my life. And, 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 and my response is typically this. Uh, hey, man, you can't worry about that. You don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. you got to let God help you. You can't do it on your own. Come on, all these people that got alcohol problems, drug problems, uh, and all kind of other problems in their life. Amen. If you're here tonight, it might be in, in, a, in, in one of those classes. Uh, amen. I want you to know right now, you're not going to fix it on your own. Only God, amen, can fix it for you. Amen. There is a rapture that's going to happen, uh, but sin will stop us. And folks, if you've never either here in this building right now or on the internet, uh, amen, watching this uh, over streaming, if, if you've never dealt with a sin question in your life, amen, understand you will stand horrified. You will stand stunned on that day because you uh, had the chance to do something about it, to prevent this uh, eternal tragedy, uh, but you chose not to. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I think we need to choose to make a difference. Uh, amen, I think we need to choose to say, you know what, amen, I want God to have complete control of my life. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. God, I stand before you. Amen. There comes a time that repentance, we need to realize that no matter what the situation is in your life, repentance is the best thing that you and I could ever do. Come on, how many's dealt with that question in your life? Because at that moment, you're going to say, who was gone and where did they go? Well, I, I'm kind of figuring, Brother Howard, a, little, a few things out. Because there's one program that I listen to, and I try to, and I try to listen to it every now and then. I'm, not, I'm trying not to, to wade too deep back into those things yet. But they're talking, you notice nowadays, if you used to talk about UFOs, they'd look at you like you're crazy. Right? Come on. But now it's coming mainstream. 
Yeah, man, we got, we got pilots, we got people talking about these unidentified flying objects. Amen, whatever you call them. Amen. And, and, you're, and, and they're looking at, they're talking about it, and they're talking about films and stuff that they lost and all, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of imagine that, that one of the stories that will break, amen, when the rapture of the church takes place, man, they're going to be full throttle on UFOs. Man, they, they've been, amen, something come down and got them and pull them up. <laughs> and I think that's where the news media will probably try to start spinning things and trying to explain it, explain the unexplainable. Where did all of these people go? Not just in one country, not just in one city or one town, but people from all over the world. Governments will be trying to figure out where did these people go? Hallelujah. But I'll tell you where they're going to be. Amen. They're going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's those people that wore his name. Amen. They were filled with his spirit. They lived the lives of dedication unto him. Amen. They were an oddity to the world. Amen. The world said you're strange. They said you're different. But they said, you know what? I don't care how strange I may seem. I don't care how strange I may look. Amen. I don't care what people think about me. Amen. I'm just caring about my relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to be ready for that moment. Amen. In time, that millisecond when the trump of God sounds and the dead in Christ rise first. Amen. And we, which are alive and remain, are going to be caught up together to meet them in the air. That's the moment I'm looking for. The, the only thing that's unidentified is simply uh, that they don't know Jesus. They don't know who he is. To them, he's just that, that thing that's there. And is he really real? We don't know. The problem of it is the world is not searching for him. They're more worried about these other things. Amen. They're more worried about, about what, what's going on around them. They don't understand that the violence is directly a result of sin. Let me go back to 1 Thessalonians 4. What, what does Paul say here? He said, I don't want you to be ignorant, amen, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as those others which have no hope. I don't, want you, I don't want you to be ignorant. Uh, amen. There, there are people that sor- that's sorry, but, but, but they, they don't have hope. But yet you and I, when we know when somebody in the body of Christ goes on to be with the Lord, yes, we're going to miss them. Uh, yes, we're sorrowful. Amen. But no, we understand, uh, amen, that the world doesn't have that hope. Uh, but yet Paul said you have that hope. You have it. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you've got that hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even them also which are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which are alive remain are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, he said, comfort one another. Comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means somebody going through a bad time, you just say, hey, look, hey, man, it might be bad right now, but let's keep the faith. Let's keep walking with God. Amen, because one day is going to come for us. Amen, and all this stuff that's going on right now is going to fall by the wayside. Amen. Listen, we got to realize the best way to describe heaven is by contrast to earth. When you look at Revelation, amen, in the 22nd chapter, it says, in heaven there will be no more night. It says in the third verse, no more curse. Amen. No more death in verse 4. And then he said also there's not going to be any more tears and there's not going to be any more pain. 
Amen. Even in the church, you and I, we can still have tears and we can still have pain and we can still have sorrow. We can still have grief. We can go through those moments and those times. Amen. But I'm here to tell you there's a day coming. Amen. When all of that stuff is going to cease to be when we find ourselves in heaven. Come on. If you believe that tonight, clap your hands. Shout with a voice of triumph. Won't that be a day? What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face and want to save me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, a glorious day that will be. I'm looking forward to that day. What's that other song? Won't we have a time when we get over yonder? We're going to sing and shout and dance about. Amen. When we get over yonder. Come on, folks. Uh, amen. Some of you younger folks are looking at me. I've lost my mind. I'm, I'm going back now. That's the way my mind works sometimes. Uh, it don't work too well until I start preaching. Uh, and then some of these songs start coming back uh, into my mind. Uh, amen. I remember days gone by. Some of you older saints uh, can remember this. Uh, amen. When they'd start singing, sing and dance and shout about when we get over yonder, man. And it was like these younger folks in these younger songs right now. They'd break out and start dancing and shouting, right? Amen. And then all of a sudden you got the missile silos. Amen. That would start falling apart and bobby pins would start flying everywhere. You younger generation don't know what that's about. But some of our older women, uh, come on, you older saints, you need to be backing me up right now. They would have not just one bobby pin, amen, but they would have, Lord only knows how many bobby pins, uh, amen, because you would see in the front of the church uh, when everything would, uh, would come down, uh, amen, this building and the old building, uh, amen, they would be everywhere. Why? Because the power of God would move in that place, uh, amen. It's the same God uh, today as it was then. It's the same God, amen, that was back on Genesis 6 that's here today. It's the same God that spoke the world into existence way back when. It's the same God today. This world's not my home. I'm just just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I don't feel at home in this world anymore, right? Oh, Lord, you know I had no friend like you. Amen. If heaven's not my home, what am I going to do? Right? I mean, that's the way you got to look at it. Amen. You got to realize that if you don't have God in your life, what do you have? You can have this life, but that's all you'll have. It could come and go just like that. Amen. The world we live in today, what you have in the bank today could be gone tomorrow. Everybody says, ah, no, that can't happen. I'm telling you, we've seen it happen before. Amen. You've got to have some substance in you. you there's got to be the Spirit of God in you. Uh, that's down deep to where you say, you know, if it goes poof tomorrow, i still got Jesus. have Jesus than all the world's fame. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. I've I've, I've used this before, but I'm going to use it again from G.T. Haywood. He talked about heaven and he said the New Jerusalem wall was 212 feet thick, 1,500 miles high. He said the city would reach all the way from Maine to Florida, from the Atlantic Ocean to the state of Colorado. If the main avenues were a mile apart and a mile above one another, there would be no less than 8 million avenues. If heaven contained rooms, each one mile cube, it would contain 3,375,000,000 of them. If we started with the time of Adam, he said, and spent one hour in each room, we would by now have visited less than one quarter of them. Amen. I don't know what GT Hayhill, I don't know why he was on that, but I'm glad he started kind of calculating and figuring some things out uh, because when you look at that you're thinking my Lord that's one big uh, place come on somebody say hallelujah you know I don't know the whole words of the song, but there was a song that, that simply had some uh, uh, lyrics to it that said millions didn't make it but I was one of the, I was one of the ones that did 
Come on, you got to be determined in your heart. Amen. This Pentecost day that we're celebrating today, you got to determine in your heart. You got to say, you know what? Uh, amen. If, 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 if nobody else makes it, uh, I'm going to make it. Uh, that's like, uh, come on. That's like Sister Granny Swartz uh, that used to testify. She's gone on to be with the Lord, but she prayed for her family. Uh, she prayed for people around her, and she would always say in her testimony, but if nobody else makes it, uh, I'm determined. Uh, I'm going to make heaven. Uh, I'm going to be ready. You have to be ready. You got to lock into that. You got to be determined that you're not going to let anything. You're not going to let a job. You're not going to let a relationship. Amen. You're not going to let family issues. You're not going to let things going on in your life around you. You're going to be, you got to be determined that you're not going to let any of that separate you from the love of God. But when that thing happens, when the rapture of the church happens, who's going to be left? Next question I got is why, did, why didn't they make it? Why didn't they make it? Amen. That's right, sister. Unsaved people are left. The immoral, the wicked. Amen. All those people are left. Come on, let me tell you right now, we can't be afraid of, of being desensitized or, 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 or shadow banned by these, these companies uh, that want to stop. Uh, amen. There's preachers right now that's preaching the word of God and, 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 and all of a sudden these big tech companies, uh, God bless them. Uh, amen. I hope they see the, uh, the light someday. Uh, but they don't, they don't want to hear even the word of God. You can read some things in this Bible and they're going to cut you off. But I'm determined, uh, amen, that no matter what they do, uh, I'm going to stand on the word of God. immorality and wickedness, uh, amen, and, and, and God said, uh, amen, this wicked generation, uh, amen, they're evil, amen, and, and, and but look, don't stop there. There's going to be other people, amen, that were not born again, uh, millions who were involved uh, in a lot of things, cults and false religions uh, around the world will be left, uh, amen, religious, uh, amen, people even in, the, in our religious ranks uh, will be left, uh, amen, millions of people that actually go to church will be left, a lot of apostolics, uh, Pentecostal will be left you can say this you can have it tattooed on your forehead that you are an apostolic Pentecostal but that will not save you I said come on say it with me that will not save you you can say you go to this church amen that believes in Acts 2.38 and you go there but it will not save you you have to have the experience you got to have the experience Amen. And not only do you have to have the experience, uh, you need to maintain it. Oh, clap your hands and praise him tonight. Those who were gently touched by his spirit. Amen. Those that, 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 that have been touched by God but refused the name. Amen. Brother Bobby preached on that a little bit this morning. Amen. He said to Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and the spirit. Amen. Come on. Everybody say shout hallelujah. hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost in the upper room, uh, amen, there was a mighty wind that came through that, that, that house where they were sitting. Uh, there appeared to them closing tongues like as a fire that sat upon each of them, uh, and they began to speak in other tongues. The Spirit of God gave the utterance. Uh, amen. When they walked out of that room today and it was noised abroad, uh, amen, there's something that happened. Uh, men and brother, what must we do, we do uh, as, they pre as Peter preached that message? Uh, they were pricked in their heart, uh, and he said, you've got to repent. Uh, you've got to be baptized in his name. Uh, you've got to be filled with his Spirit. Uh, Amen. Come on, folks. You can't water this truth down. Amen. You can't, you can't water it down. We must not water it down. You have to repent. You've got to turn away. Uh, baptism, you can kind of take it or leave it. It doesn't matter how you baptize. Oh, yes, it does. It says you've got to be baptized. There's got to be an immersion. You've got to go down. Amen. You've got to go down into that watery grave to come up a new person. 
Amen. That's what Paul said. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen. Something changes in your life. It has to. It has to. I'm here to plead with you tonight. Amen. Don't, don't keep walking the way that you're walking. Amen. Get the ugliness out of your heart. Get the hard feelings out of your heart. Get the stuff out of your mind. And let God wash you and regenerate you and renew you. Why? Because you've got to find that peace with God. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Hey Amen. Is this message important, Brother Bobby? It's important. Hey Amen. I'm not sweating as much as you are, were this morning, but it's important. Folks, I'm going to tell you what, he was still sweating when we went out to eat, and he even changed clothes. But I'm here to tell you right now, amen, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit to enter into the kingdom. You can't water it down. Brother Bobby tried to preach it this morning. You got to have it. You can't water it down. Amen. You got to take the truth, the whole truth, uh, and nothing but the truth. Uh, amen. You got to you got to take that repentance. Uh, amen. You got to you got to do it. You got to be baptized in His name. Uh, amen. There's water right there. Amen. Nobody's hindered uh, at our church from being baptized. Uh, we don't have baptismal Sundays. Oh well, come on. Somebody say hallelujah. Does, does somebody here tonight believe in baptismal Sundays? <laughs> I don't. Hey Amen. I don't, I don't believe that. Hey Amen. It's like when Philip uh, caught up with the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, we, we like to say, Philip said, here's water. What? No, 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 no. It was the eunuch after he heard the word and the message. Uh, he said, hey, here's a little water over here. What does hinder me to be baptized? Yeah. Come on, I'm telling you what, there should be no hindrance. If you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of your sins tonight, there's no hint. We got robes. We got towels. We got warm water. We got warm water. Folks, it's 94, so probably 94, 96 degrees in that thing. We got warm water. I can remember a day when we went down in cold water. I remember in the old church where it was a steel, like a steel uh, tub in there, and, and, and I'm not for sure. I think the cold winter, the cold winter would just blow underneath that church uh, and just kind of, man, it would, it, that, that, that thing was cold. Because I remember when I got baptized, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was cold. Right, so why? There is no reason in the world why. There's no reason in the world why. You should put off what you could do today to tomorrow. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3 says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called that Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Matthew 7, 21 to 23, Not everyone that saith me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of, of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not preached in thy name? There's a lot of people preaching. And in, in name, have, have we not cast out devils or demons? And in thy name, uh, done many wonderful or miracles? And then I will profess, Jesus said this, I will profess to them I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. In other words, ye that work iniquity. In other words, ye that work lawlessness. We must understand that thousands who have preached and taught, amen, and sang and witnessed about the rapture, amen, it's obvious according to Scripture that they will not make it. Amen, I don't want to get into all the doctrinal things about Matthew 25, but you had 10 virgins, you had five wise and five foolish. Amen, some kept their oil and others, amen, ran out of oil. Amen, and in the process of trying to find it, the, bride, the bridegroom came. I'm here to tell you, you need to make your election sure now. You need to get prayed up, packed up, and ready to go up and stay that way. If we want to have revival, you got to pay the price. We all do. If we want to move of God, we got to we got to let the stuff uh, that's holding us back fall to the fall to the to the side. Uh, amen. We got to step out from that stuff uh, and say, you know what? I'm not going to be bound by this anymore. 
I'm not going to be bound by intimidation. I'm not going to be bound by fear. Amen. I'm not going to be bound by the things of the world. I'm going I'm, I'm to let God set me free uh, once and for all. And I'm going to let God move me into that place uh, that he wants me. Uh, not a com- place of comfort, uh, amen, for myself. Uh, but a place where I take my walk with God seriously enough uh, to where I'm going to share it with other people. And I'm going to let them know what God has done for me, he can do for you. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. There's a lot of people, come on folks, there's a lot of apostolics, a lot of people that that walk with God. They're going to be left behind. Why? Because they refuse to let go of their worldly desires. They refuse to let go of their secret sins, those things in their life. Amen. And they're going to be left Amen. You look at Hebrews 6, you're going to talk, it's going to talk about stagnation. Amen. They're, they're, they're at a place where they're not growing in holiness. They're falling away. Amen. It's like, as he says, like crucifying Christ all over again. Uh, amen. We got to make sure that we walk in him. Amen. Come on. Somebody say hallelujah. We don't like to hear this. Uh, amen. We're talking about Pentecost Sunday. Uh, Pentecost Sunday was all about change. It was all about hope. It was all about getting us started on a new path where we didn't have to worry about being lost. Amen. Hebrews 6, let me read it. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away to renew them again into repentance. Seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. The saddest of all, many of those who had opportunity to obey the gospel that would have put them in the bride, amen, is going to be left. Amen. That's including you and I. If we don't make things right with God before that time happens. Boy, we get quiet when we preach like this. So who's going, to ha- who's going to go in that rapture? Those whose activities on the earth are in harmony with the activities of heaven. People who worship, people who pray, people who are holy, people who obey, people who love God more than the things of the world or more than anything else. I'm closing right here. If you were offered the choice of being a billionaire for one day, and then being tortured in jail for the rest of your life, or being tortured in jail for one day, uh, and then being a billionaire for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Obvious, uh, amen, what it would be. uh, Then why don't we make that kind of decision when it's talking about our eternity? Folks, it's very obvious. It's simple. Eternity with God is worth whatever I have to do and whatever I've got to endure on earth. Because I'm here to tell you tonight, it's going to be in a day and hour that we think not. You know why? You know, you know how I know that he loves us so much? Because he said, you know, you know, the Bible says he destroyed the, the world with water. And that's why you'll see these. The other day we see two rainbows. How many seen those rainbows? It was rain. It was beautiful. See those two rainbows. When I look at that rainbow, you know, what I, you know what I think automatically when I see that rainbow? That's a promise from God that he's not going to destroy this world this way again by way of the flood. I know that. He said it. He said, I'll place a rainbow in the sky. Amen. That's a promise to you. When you look at that rainbow, you're going to know that my judgment, I'm not going to destroy this earth again like this. But he also said the next time it's going to be destroyed with fire. Come on, I'm here to tell you right now, it does matter. Eternity with God is worth it. Whatever you have to do, amen, what would you like to be doing when that day comes, when he returns for his church? What do you want to be found doing? Huh? Will he find faith? Will he find us to be faithful as we walk with him? Huh? I don't know about you, but I want to be found faithful. I was looking at pictures last night. You know, I look at pictures. Uh, we were over at my mother-in-law's, and so we're going to my, uh, you know, my, my father-in-law on Father's Day. When we're done here, we'll get in the car, and we'll go over there. And 
And uh, when we were over the last time, they had the photo albums out. and They were looking through all the pictures and things of that nature. And so I've got some pictures, and I'm showing pictures. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, 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 I used to be, I used to be, you know, uh, pretty nice strap little guy. You know, I don't know that I was ever little, but I mean, you know, I, I can remember we got married. I think I weighed 194 pounds. And I think, uh, I think my wife weighed something like uh, 94, 92, something like that. And, uh, but got to looking at some pictures. And Sister Mary, I don't know if you've seen that picture out there on that board, but that's one of them. Amen, those hairdos. No gray. Amen, right? I seen Sister Ham, boy. No gray. And uh, other people. And I started looking at people like Sister Smith and Sister Clark and Sister Whitaker. And I got my glasses on where I could see that picture. I've got one back in the, on my desk. And uh, Brother Tyler, I was looking at all these people that have gone on now to be with the Lord. They're not here no more. If we had them all, we'd have a pretty, pretty packed out house. Sister Collins, many people. Amen, that have gone on to be with the Lord. Amen. But you know, as I stand here today, I understand that when the Lord comes, we, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come up out of that grave. It's like that song that they say, ain't no grave gonna hold my body down, right? Right? Yeah, they used to sing that. I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get up out of the ground. Hallelujah. Ain't no grave. Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. Nothing going to hold me down. Amen. Because when that trump of God sounds, no matter if you're in the grave or no matter if you're still going about your daily business, amen, we want to be ready, right? I want to be ready if I have to go in, and I want to be ready if I have to walk about. If I'm on, Whether I'm under the ground or on the ground, I want to be ready. But I do know in such an hour as you think not, that means we got to stay in a constant state of preparedness. we got to be ready. Let's stand together. Amen. Praise God. We ought not waste this moment, this time. I, I, I'm hoping that what we preached tonight would have touched you. I'm hoping what Brother Gardner preached this morning would have touched you. Amen. That, that simply would say, you know what? I, I just want to make sure that everything is right in my soul. You got to let things go, folks. I'm telling you, bitterness will kill you. Sometimes hurt feelings, it'll turn into bitterness and it will kill you. Amen. Whatever it is, whatever it's in your heart, your spirit, whatever it is, you need to let that stuff go. And let God replace it with love and peace and harmony so that you can rejoice in the Lord. And let God kind of refresh your, your life and refresh your mind. Amen. There's things going on. There could be, a, amen, a, you know, de depression or whatever that's in your life. Amen. Why, why hang on to that? But, Pastor, you don't understand about that stuff. Amen. Well, maybe I don't completely understand, but I know the one that does. And I know that if we put our trust and our faith and our hope and our care and, and our life in his hands, I know God that can help us. And so tonight, 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 we need to do something about it. So I'm going to open these altars. Find a place to pray. Kneel down at your pew. I don't care what it is. Let's, let's make this entire place a house of prayer. Let's let our prayer go up from all over this place uh, and let God move in a way, amen, that's going to absolutely maybe revolutionize the way we think. Can you do that tonight? Come on, can you do that tonight? Come on, they're going to sing something right now. Amen. And let, let, let's just talk to the Lord a little bit right now. Amen. We got time. It's only, it's only 7.50. Amen. We're right at it. And let's 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 kind of let's kind of entertain the presence of the Lord once again.
reach out to the Lord all over this place. Reach out to the Lord. Hallelujah. He is as close as a mention of his name. He is as close as a mention of his name.